Live from Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. Talking Motorcycles, the radio show that covers the world of motorcycles and motorcycle racing. We're here to entertain you, inform you of new products, and enhance your love of motorcycling. Road race, flat track, touring, scooters, vintage, you name it, we discuss it right here on Talking Motorcycles. And now, here's your host, pro race announcer and third generation motorcycle rider, Barry Boone. Hello and welcome back to the show, Riders Call Home. I'm Barry. Get underway in a moment. Really want to say thank you for tuning in to FM 93.5 AM 1150 WNDB, or perhaps you're listening at NewsDaytonaBeach.com, or perhaps you're listening uh, post-show in the uh, iTunes store under podcast. If you haven't subscribed, do that. Some of you listen on your app on your uh, phone. Right now, if you own an iPhone, you've already got a podcast app. All you have to do is open it up, search Talking Motorcycles with Barry, and boom! All of them are going to come right into your phone. They won't take up one bit of data, but they'll be there for you to listen to anytime you want. Maybe you're going to fly on an airplane. you got to go to California. You can listen to four shows. A lot of our friends in the industry tell us that's when they listen. Maybe you can do the same. No matter how you found us or when you found us, thank you for being a part of our program. Believe me, we will have throughout the year many, many exciting guests on this program, but none will be more important than you. Why is that? Because... Really, this is your show. It has been motorcyclist listener-driven since day one. Now, three and a half years and 150 shows later, you are still driving the boat. We do talk about a lot of things that I love and enjoy about motorcycling, including American Flat Track. We talk some Moto America. We're going to touch on that a little bit tonight. But our guest list really excites me. Calling in from California, you heard her last week on the show when she said, I'm getting ready to do uh, two Iron Butt 1,000-mile days and a 600-mile half a day uh, to follow that. I've only got two and a half days to get from Orlando, Florida to uh, California to work with my Harley-Davidson hooligan flat track team. And that's all the time I've got. So it was 115 degrees across the desert the last couple of days. Letitia Klein will be calling in with a report from the road. I'm really excited to hear how the trip went, though we know it was hot. What I want to know is, how did she deal with it? You're a writer. How do you deal with it? What do you do? Maybe we'll all learn something from uh, Letitia. I just can't wait to see how it went. Um, also on the show coming up a little bit later on is uh, we try to, as we, as we know this is a national show, our goal is to blend a lot of the local flavor. And we have enough famous people in Daytona Beach area uh, in the motorcycling world to keep us alive forever. Uh, and one of those famous folks uh, in his own right, Arthur Coetz, is going to be with us at the bottom of the hour, following the bottom of the hour. And then we're going to have Tim McCormick on with us. He is going to talk about the Harley-Davidson Museum. Have you been? Um, I haven't been in a few years since it's been completely revamped. We have a show scheduled a little bit later on this summer from there. And we'll talk more about that tonight. Harley-Davidson Museum in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Tim McCormick will be our guest. Hmm. Let's see. I want to say thank you to the people that actually made this show happen here on WNDB and uh, coming on board as soon as they found out about it first. Thank you to Ross Myers, uh, Bruce Ross Myers, Harley Davidson. It's so exciting to have their full support. I don't know if you know this or not, but they are and have always been a family owned dealership. If you do not get treated like family when you're in there, I would be shocked, amazed, um, surprised, and disappointed because that's what most people find. When you have a family-owned business, it doesn't have that corporate feel that 
I don't personally like in motorcycle dealerships. When you walk in out there, you're a member of the family and they treat you as such. And that is not salesmanship that I'm giving you. That's the simple truth. And I think you're going to really, really, if you haven't been, let's say you're listening out in California and you're coming for bike week, you're coming for Biketoberfest. It's worth the trip because for one thing, during those two events, it is rally central to me. 100 to 200 vendors on hand everybody you will know in advance and some new ones that you may not but anytime you're in town they're out at us1 and i-95 and a great great dealership full of beautiful vintage motorcycles which always get my attention when i go in special thanks to sweet marley's as well sweet marley's coffee shop and bakery here in daytona beach in the beautiful downtown of daytona 27 year dream uh, is what that is the result of started with a cappuccino they now make all their own delicious desserts and pastries uh, hand select their coffee i have one of their cubans uh, coffees here in front of me right now highly recommended if you like cuban coffee Nonetheless, uh, Tammy Kaczynski and all of those at Sweet Marley's invite you to stop in when you're out for a ride in the afternoon and want to stop with friends and enjoy a cup of coffee. And now I will uh, tell you that in a former life, I was the uh, voice of American Flat Track for about 10 years. In 2009 at Daytona at the short track, a man walked up to me and said, hello, I'm David Lee. I live in Missouri and I want to meet you. I'd big fan of American flat track and I plan to ride to every race on my motorcycle this year and that he did he followed the entire tour he missed one race and that was Indianapolis in fact he called me mid-year and he said my sister is taken ill uh likely going to pass in the next few days I'm going to miss Indy darn it but I'm where I need to be we of course said you know best wishes for all of that and passed she did and uh he picked right up where he left off and he made every race in 2009 we honored him at the end of the year award banquet uh then a little over a year ago he had a bad motorcycle wreck his son was with him uh, they were riding separate bikes and he literally saved his dad's life tough road for the last year and a half um but he he did recover he came down to bike week we had time for about an hour visit over coffee talk about his family and life and the life-changing experience of a major motorcycle accident with major injuries and sadly he passed in a head-on collision in his car uh, last Thursday uh, after we did the show I learned about it in the morning his son t sent me a text message he knows we've become friends to David uh, Lee's family Jake all, all of you uh, we we really extend our deepest sympathies uh, I, for one, am thankful to have known David Lee, and the world will uh, has been a richer place because of him, and, and he will be missed. Uh, what's happening in your world? Are you writing? Where are you going? Uh, that's a question I am always interested in and in, uh, listening and talking to motorcyclists. Uh, I'm heading out in the morning uh, for to head to Lima, Ohio, two-laning all the way on the 95, 23-year-old ultra-classic carbureted Evo. First really long trip, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, it'll be a solo trip for me. Uh, my wife, Colette, usually rides with me, but she's heading elsewhere, so I'll be by myself heading up the road, and that's going to be a unique experience. I'm looking forward, however, to getting on the road and seeing the American Flat Track show up at Lyman. It's going to be a killer show. The series is red hot right now. You can find out more at AmericanFlatTrack.com. I want to give a quick shout-out to our friends with Moto America, uh, Tony Elias and Josh Heron. Right now, there is a war of words, uh, and, and, and it's a tough tough storyline they're going at it uh, mano a mano in moto america and it's really coming 
going to come down to the wire, I think, this year. These are just some of the storylines from the first four rounds of the 2017 Moto American Series as the uh, home of AMA Superbike Championship rolls into Utah Motorsports Campus. Beautiful track. Been there many times announcing that race on the outskirts of Salt Lake City. Round five of the tour, and it is the championship of Utah. And if you're anywhere within striking distance of uh, the round at, at the Utah Motorsports Campus, they call it now. You need to be there this weekend. It's going to be really, really a great show. Moto America doing a fine job, both with the uh, live show and the TV package, in my opinion. Let's go to break, and when we come back, we will have Letitia Klein joining us. But first, many, many thanks to the Harley-Davidson Motor Company, the sponsor of this quarter hour of Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. Don't go away. Letitia Klein in just a moment. Your ride is more than just miles. It's a mission to squeeze more freedom out of every click of the odometer. Introducing the 2017 Touring Bikes from Harley-Davidson. The powerful all-new Milwaukee 8 engine delivers 10% more torque for quicker acceleration. Paired with a new suspension that gives you more comfort and control on every ride. What does uncompromised freedom feel like? Why don't you find out for yourself? Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Compared with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. Barry Boone, host of Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone Radio Show. When friends visit from out of town, we always recommend Racing's North Turn on the beach side. At Racing's North Turn, the history of racing on the world's most famous beach comes to life. Live music, fabulous menu choices, oceanfront dining and service you can only receive in a family-owned business managed by people who care about you. Racing's North Turn. It's the place to go at the end of a perfect beach day or motorcycle ride. Voted Florida's best beach bar six years in a row and winner of TripAdvisor's Certificate of Excellence. When you are looking for that perfect lunch or dinner with family and friends while in Daytona Beach, take a short ride down A1A to Ponce Inlet to enjoy dinner and a drink where it all began. Racing's North Turn Beach Bar and Grill. When an automobile driver hits a motorcyclist, what is the first thing the driver says? I didn't see them. That's right after they have suddenly turned left into your path. When we crash our motorcycle, what is the first thing we say? I didn't see it in time. Could have been a deer, a decreasing radius corner, sand, or debris in your lane. The simple fact is most motorcycle accidents are preventable. And that is why I bury Boone of Talking Motorcycles recommends clear water lights. The ability to see and be seen on our motorcycle is exactly how we prevent avoidable motorcycle accidents. When you call Clearwater Lights, you will speak to a real live person who specializes in you and quality products. Clearly, there's a brighter idea. Check them out at clearwaterlights.com. Welcome back to Talking Motorcycles. I'm your host, I'm Barry, here on FM 93.5 AM 1150 WNDB. And hey, if you're going to hit it, 
I say hit it hard and do that with the all-new Street Rod. It is built to take you right to the ragged edge. It has a new high-output Revolution X engine, red lines at 9 grand, drag bars with bar-end mirrors, 43-millimeter inverted front forks that absolutely work as designed, piggyback reservoir rear shocks raising the back end of the XG750 up about an inch and a half over what the previous model was. I like it. It gives it a way more aggressive feel. If you like the idea of urban riding or maybe twist out on the two lanes and you want a really seriously beaut out gorgeous motorcycle go look at the xg750a street rod i think you'll like what you see and uh, the test ride won't cost you anything so i Barry boom will give you your money back if you don't like it but i know you will uh, and matter of fact you could go right out to ross Myers and likely hook hook yourself up with a demo ride on one of those uh, new street rod xg750s and i recommend you do that i think you'll dig it if you're into uh, naked motorcycles it is a fine piece now we go to our first guest on the show super excited uh, to get a chance to talk to last week's guest, who we uh, have been following with great interest on her ride to California, uh, Letitia, two weeks ago. Thank you. Uh, my uh, guest producer just straightened me out on that. Letitia, welcome back to Talking Motorcycles. Thanks for having me back on. Hey, okay, so when we talked to you last, it was going to be 2,600 miles in two and a half days of riding. What I think we didn't factor in was some unbelievably high temperatures that grounded airplanes uh, out in Arizona. How was your ride? Uh, it was pretty miserable. It was The first start of it, not so bad. I got a later start than what I wanted. I uh, had some issues with my bike. Um, before just getting it all set up to take the haul and carry all the stuff I needed to take cross country. And um, so I felt the pressure to do it even faster, even though that's not physically possible. And on the way out, you know, we hit some crazy rain as you do in the Gulf and, um, and road got an iron butt first day, did over a grand, no problem, pulled into Texas and had a little bit of fun. We're like, you know what, let's have some fun in Texas and uh, did that. Uh, but the last part of it was the hardest thing I've ever experienced in my life. But, yeah, they grounded planes because it was so hot. Uh, we, on the 630 miles, the last 630 miles, I only saw one other motorcyclist on the road. <laughs> I bet. And it was like an oddity. When we would stop at, ga at uh, gas stations or rest areas, there was uh, people were like, oh, my God, you guys are doing this. Like, everyone was shocked. They were handing us waters and Gatorades and uh, just felt bad for us, you know, and but we we kind of, you know, normally we'd ride that at night. I just didn't have an option, and I'd rode as much as I could the night before, but I was just so tired and had to had to haul through it. I didn't realize it was going to be the hottest day of the year. <laughs> it's one of those things where I think you just, you just kind of hang on, uh, keep your mind as focused as you can, and no matter what, just keep twisting the throttle and rolling. It, it truly does test what you're made out of, I think. Yeah, you know, the thing was is that the air was just so hot, it felt like a blow dryer, like really close on, on your hands and your legs. I mean, it burned through my, I wore gear, it burned through my jeans, it burned my legs and my fingers, um, blisters. But it, uh, you know, we just did ice bags on the, you know, on my fairing, set on ice bags. I had an ice bag in my lap. We poured water on us while we were riding, which was scalding hot, but it cooled off fast. Um, and just drink tons of water and pickle juice. And we had Cena headsets, so we are able to talk to each other. But, you know, you get out in the desert, and you don't know when the next place you're going to see shelter. And so we found, at one point, we found an abandoned building, which was cool, because uh, we needed that stop for sure. 
And uh, you know it's hot when you get to 110 degrees and it feels like cooler, <laughs> like it's cooled off. Right. A little bit of shade goes a long way. What And fuel, too, gets to be an issue out west, too. I mean, you, you've only got so much range, and some of the stations are 150, 200 miles apart. Yes, yes. I accidentally almost ran out of gas, uh, but that was in Texas. Just uh, thinking that I had more than I and didn't realize that the stop was a lot farther away. Normally I plan a little bit better, but I just didn't on that one. Uh, but it's okay. We figured it out. Luckily, there were two of us, so we are just about eight or nine miles from a gas stop. So we, we got it and got back on the road. But, um, yeah, it was definitely really, really, really challenging. I mean, the best thing is, you know, constantly water and, and wearing your gear. I mean, most people don't ever think about that. When you're hot, you just want to shred, shed layers. But the more you wear and the better it protects you from the sun and that heat. You know, and I just soaked it all. I soaked my leathers, my leather gloves, and it felt amazing. <laughs> it does. It's it's the evaporative cooling, and it really works. In fact, sometimes I've been known to close vents up on leathers and, and wet my T-shirt and kind of let it cool more gradually. It's a real test, and it's interesting to me that a, a human being can consume 20 bottles of water in the first two or three or four hours of a ride and not have to stop and use a bathroom somewhere. That's that's when you know you've got something going on that you got to focus on here. Yes, that's actually, we didn't, like, use the bathroom at all on that entire ride. It, I mean, it was just unbelievable. And, I, you know, I stopped sweating, which is actually a very big sign of a heat stroke. And uh, so we pulled off, and we, you know, that trip, that last trip should have took us about nine or so hours, and it took us 16. And that's, But we really, which sucks when you want to get somewhere, but I don't think, I, I think I would have had a heat stroke if I kept pushing through every single stop, you know. Stopping an hour here and a couple hours there really, really helped. <laughs> yep. And like I think you mentioned something I'd never thought about before two weeks ago, walking in a beer cooler at a convenience store. That's a pretty good idea. I've never really thought yes. of that, but I like it. But uh, how traffic. <laughs> yeah, you have to for it to cool off yourself and your phone. So I like it. Oh, yeah, because phones get too hot, too. Um, mm-hmm. Traffic work with you well? No incidents? Everything went, went well on that side? Yeah, there actually wasn't. Traffic was pretty good. Uh, Outside of New Orleans, there was a really bad accident. We got stuck in. Actually, it just happened, so it was kind of crazy to see. Um, And I hit a, like a, at four in the morning, getting that iron butt. I hit some kind of oil slick or water or something in the road. Just had a squirrely little moment there, Um, but it was all fine. Other than that, everything was really good. Uh, We camped, not really camped, we slept in hammocks and just kind of roughed it the whole way. I wore the same shirt, you know, I was just doing what you do along the road. I didn't want to unhaul, like undo everything for my bike and repack and pack again. So we were just sleeping for a few hours here and there. And then we stopped at watering holes, just swimming to cool off and tried to have some fun, but also haul. I mean, that's, that's definitely a long trip for a short amount of time. Yeah. You know, uh, Letitia, it is. And uh, I encourage anybody out there who, listens to the show to think about it if you've not done a cross-country uh coast-to-coast ride it's it's highly recommended you there's nothing to replace mm-hmm. it it's a, you 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 make memories that you cannot forget and for me it's just really really special i love it uh good choice on the on the gear so you wore, you wore the leathers we talked about before not vented gear but just vented leathers they had zipper vents yep i had that uh rsc rolling sands and then i had gloves as well i mean i didn't really use it until it got hot um just you know to wet them and then you know like what we talked about the evaporation and the protect you from the heat and just the better airflow um, how'd, you, how'd you like your new donna s 
I loved it. I just got to change those bars and the and the and the Dyna S. They put forward mids on it, so it's not like all forward. It's not mid mid. So the leg position was a little different than what I'm used to. But other than that, it was amazing. And I got to be honest, I'm just I've never had a seat. I didn't like the Saddleman seat that I put on my bike. Is a lot is like a game changer. Last year when I rode cross country, I mean I could barely walk for a few days, and this seat is amazing. I'm not one bit sore. I could do definitely do a bunch of iron butts on that and not have an iron butt. <laughs> yeah, for anybody that knows Tom Seymour, he does a lot of riding, and he and his staff, they all ride. So when they develop a seat, I think it, they develop a seat that you can actually ride on. And, I mean, I mm-hmm. on Harley Electroglides, I've never changed a seat. Uh, it's the one seat that comes on a factory motorcycle that absolutely works for me perfectly. But on just about every other bike I've ever owned, I've had to do something different. Okay, so you're out there to work uh, on your on your bikes, getting set to go. Mm-hmm. When is your race this weekend? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So I only had a couple of days, and I'm finished building. Uh, the I've finished my 750. It needed a little bit of work, and then I have a Sportster that I'm finishing up now. I've been all over getting parts, but I have a, a great teammate, Sarah Price. She's a MX girl and Baja racer, and uh, she's going to race one of the bikes for me. So it's kind of cool to have a a girl that knows what she's doing. She's probably she's definitely way better than me. I'm kind of excited to learn from her and. Uh, it is her first time flat tracking though, so it's, so it should be fun and uh, to see it all. But yeah, so tomorrow is my race. We uh, start practicing around three and then race at night, and then the Born Free show is this whole weekend. One of the things I noticed about you at the uh, Concrete Clash on the coast here in Daytona Beach, racing flat track on the Coke syrup concrete, was you were not the fastest rider in your class but yeah. you you were very predictable in what you were going to do you had a good line and you just ran it uh, lap after lap after lap and i was pretty impressed with your composure you looked pretty comfortable on the bike flat track racing well thank you so much i mean i just say you know out here with hooligan like what i've said before is we're entertainers i want to get people excited about the sport uh you know i i like competing but i'm out there just to like have fun and keeping a line is really important you know i think a lot of people don't know that there are a lot of people out there that have or realize that a lot of people out there that are very experienced and as long as i keep my line they can do what they need to do i'm not going to cause accidents and and whatnot but also i like to ride the track smart i you know you pick what works and and then you stick with it and then i can gradually speed up as i go along you know Yep, I do. And uh, if you're predictable, and then people can find a way around you, and you're not a rolling chicane. You're you're a, you're a known quantity, and they know what you're going to do. And I find that once people trust you, and they know that you're not going to do the unpredictable, the unthinkable, they don't mind running mm-hmm. up close to you. You know, they'll race you hard, and they'll they'll race you clean, just like you do. And overall, I yeah. think it's a great learning experience. And hey, best of luck to you and your teammate uh, out in California. Where where is this race? Where are you going to be? Costa Mesa Speedway. So we're going to be out there. And today I'm in Long Beach building bikes at Suicide Machine Co's, and then we're hauling them all over there in the morning. Okay, you have a more interesting life than I do, but I, and I'm really happy <laughs> for you. Have fun, and thanks for calling in and checking in from the road, and uh, safe racing and safe riding home. All right, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. You bet. Letitia Klein, everyone, calling us from California after what sounds like to me was a pretty fun ride, though physically challenging, and that's 
pretty much the way it is. Hey, listen, there's going to be a new thing happening starting next Wednesday morning here on WNDB, and you want to tune in to the uh, Bennett and Bernier show in the mornings from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Chuck Bennett and Mark Bernier host. Yes, Mark Bernier of afternoon fame, but he has joined up with Chuck Bennett in the mornings. Great morning show, high-quality show, and Ross Myers is going to be giving away really fun, really cool prizes uh, every Wednesday morning starting uh, next Wednesday, and we we invite you to listen to the uh, Bennett and Bernier show. And if you're somewhere other than Daytona Beach and can't listen at 93.5 FM, just open up your WNDB app on your phone or uh, click on the web at newsdaytonabeach.com and do uh, listen live. And you can call in, too. It's going to be motorcycle trivia. It's going to be very fun. And I know in advance that Shelly is going to come up with some really cool things uh, to share with all of you that listen to the show here on WNDB. Now, when I hear Letitia Klein talking about riding from Ormond or Orlando to uh, California, I do a good bit of long distance touring and sometimes riding at night's the only option you have. And for me, the only, the only option for me is to install a set of clear water lights on my motorcycle. Why? Because I want to be seen by other traffic, other motorists, and I want to see everything in my field of vision and my path of travel ahead. I recommend Erica's. You can learn more about the Erica, E-R-I-C-A, for your motorcycle at clearwaterlights.com. $849. I know there are $50 lights out there. Uh, I get it. But if you want aircraft, aircraft quality construction, if you want high quality wiring that's as good or better than what already exists on your motorcycle, if you want custom bracketry, if you want a set of lights that will work with your system, and for you BMW riders um, who have CAN bus systems, it's plug and play all set to work they're fully dimmable on every motorcycle installation is easy if you're in daytona i've even got a installer for you that i'll be happy to share with you if you want to order up some lights we can even get them for you here locally in daytona beach wherever you are in this world clearwater lights is there for you at www.clearwaterlights.com we're going to take a break in the show and when we come back we're going to talk to a man who has a very interesting american superbike history and he's based right here in Daytona Beach. Arthur Coates to be our guest. Don't go away. This isn't the sound. It's the sound of a moment, an experience, of your heart beating stronger than ever. It's the sound of discovering more. This is the sound of the 2017 Harley-Davidson Touring Bikes taking you on an unforgettable journey, powered by the all-new Milwaukee 8 engine and equipped with a new suspension that gives you more confidence, comfort, and control so you feel the difference. Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Compared with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. Hi, Dave Lang for Racing's Original North Turn, and boy, did we have a ball during Bike Week. Uh, but you know, it's time for the locals to reclaim our town, reclaim our beach, and Racing's North Turn is the perfect stop if you're looking for a good drink, great entertainment, and the best in food. They're right on the beach at Racing's Original North Turn. Rhonda and Walt invite you to come on down to dinner tonight. Here are a couple of testimonials. These are actual testimonials from people who have enjoyed the North Turn. Been there many times. Always great food and drinks. Great location on the beach. And another. What a great experience. 
It's my new favorite restaurant in the Daytona Beach area. Racing's original North Turn has been named Top 10 Beach Bar for six years in a row. Racing's original North Turn on South Atlantic Avenue, that's A1A in Ponsonlet, about 3.2 miles south of the Tunlawton Bridge and A1A intersection. It's Racing's original North Turn, a restaurant, museum, bar, gift shop, live music. That's Racing's North Turn. And someday, someday, we're going to expand this show out. I just know we are because one hour is never going to be enough to get it all in. I want to talk about the things you want to talk about. And matter of fact, what I'd like to establish with you, the WNDB listener in the local market area, is the same relationship we have with our longtime listeners who find us on iTunes and on their app on their phone or whatever. I uh, want to establish that kind of relationship with you. I want you to be able to reach out and let us know what you think about the show, what you want to hear more of, because the show's for you. Wouldn't do it without you. So you can find us on Facebook, uh, Barry Boone, Facebook, Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. Uh, we're on Twitter as Talking Motorcycle and whatever. Hit us up. Let us know what you like and what you don't. As a matter of fact, while we're talking social media, this portion of the show is brought to you by Dunlop Motorcycle Tire, the only tire you can buy for your motorcycle, no matter what you ride, that is made right here in the United States of America. They're high quality. They have pretty much something for every motorcycle that works and we'll talk more about those here in a little bit but there's a chance for you to listen to this show and learn how to do this and you can win a set of Dunlop tires yes we're talking perhaps $650 worth of tires depending on what you want all you need to do is find us on social media wherever you are in this world doesn't matter local or not you find us on uh, social media and post a picture of you and your motorcycle with the hashtag in the post of Ride Dunlop. If you want to tell us what you like about the show or what you don't, that's cool. If you want to tell us why you need a set of Dunlops for your bike and how you ride, that's all good. But as a bare, bare minimum, a picture of you and your motorcycle with the hashtag Ride Dunlop, and you will be entered. And next week on the show, which will be live from Racing's North Turn on the beach side in Daytona Beach, we are going to give away a brand new set of Dunlop motorcycle tires of your choice. This portion of the show brought to you by uh, Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. I mentioned the American Flat Track Show at Lima. If you're anywhere near Lima uh, this Saturday, you may want to mark your calendar, get on your motorcycle, and come to the American Flat Track Show there. Uh, the series is white hot right now. It's one of the fan favorites on the tour, without a doubt. We're going to break a five miles in a row streak at Lima on pea gravel half mile, where the rear tire will be spinning all the way around the racetrack. This, to me, is American Flat Track. Yes, I love 135-mile-an-hour mile racing. I love half-miles. We do talk about racing on this show. The Indian team has been kicking everybody's tail. Jared Meese uh, is just was dominant uh, pretty much in the final closing moments of the last couple of rounds and won himself some miles. Now we go to the half-miles. It's time for some other riders to shine. Uh, you can find out more at AmericanFlatTrack.com, and I recommend you do. might be something really, really fun that you would like to do. Also, when I talked about Ross Myers a minute ago, what I meant to tell you also was the summer Summer of Love is happening right now at Bruce Rossmeyer's Harley-Davidson. And what does that mean? Well, it means daily specials. All you have to do is find them on social media, like them, follow them, 
and see all the daily specials, and they're cool. Also at Saints and Sinners Pub, as a part of the Summer of Love at Bruce Rossmeyer's Harley, there are going to be some great concerts. I won't waste your time right now and use valuable time on the show telling you about all of them, but just know there's some really cool acts that are coming to town as a part of the Summer of Love concert series, and you can find out more at brucerossmeyer.com for yourself under Event Calendar uh, to check on upcoming events at Bruce Rossmeyer's Always Something Happening at Ross Myers Harley-Davidson Shops. And with that, now we go back to our in-studio guest, second guest on the show today. And this guy, i got to give you a little backstory. First of all, Arthur Coates, longtime realtor, had a great successful real estate company here in town. But we think of him as a motorcyclist. There's a couple of cool facts about Arthur. First of all, he competed in the mid-70s. He was a part of the initial group that was involved in the creation of um, AMA Superbike in America, riding big boars. And if you recall that era, they were naked bikes with pretty much uh, um, drag bars. They were like flat bars set up for racing and no fairings. It was big bore motorcycles and naked with no fairings and it was to me one of the coolest time in the history of uh, road racing in america and author was top 10 finisher in the very first superbike race at daytona in 1976 he and believe it or not at the very last one prior to fairings uh coming on board and at daytona prior to dropping to the uh, 600 class top 10 finisher there as well so he was a top 10 finisher in the very first superbike race at daytona a top 10 finisher in the last one but recently he has been knee deep in helping to develop electric motorcycle technology and electric motorcycle road racing and here to join us live on the show is author Coetz. welcome to the show buddy thank you thank you very much barry what a history you have in, in motorcycling um, it's exciting for me to be here in the studio and see you in action and listen to the show well you know it's it's fun for me too um i'm happy to be here i love this building this is a historic place as you well know being a lifelong daytona resident and a, a man who has owned many, many, many commercial buildings. This one has history that's a knee-deep. I mean, it was MRN Radio was formed right here in this studio. And I love the bus station next door with the Art Deco glass bricks and all. It's cool. What a great building. It's cool. And I like parking the Harley under that big satellite <laughs> disc out front. It's really neat. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm weird like that. Author, you built your first motorcycle in 1963. It was a gasoline-powered uh, laundry machine engine on a bicycle, and that just began the process, didn't it? Yes, um, and golly, I wish I had a picture of that old rascal, affectionately known as the bomb in the neighborhood. How do you describe, um, in simple terms, what it is about motorcycling that you love that has created this lifelong passion and addiction? Well, um, interesting question. I'd say just in a few words, I like the uh demand of my focus i like to be able to focus on something and be required to focus and i like the adventure uh, i've learned that adventure doesn't come and find us we have to go out and get it and also uh, i like nature and nothing puts you in nature like being on a bike you can smell everything out there on oh, two yeah. lane roads of america and i love it all too you can smell honeysuckle if you're up in the midwest you smell barbecue grills firing up I rode across country on July 4th a few years ago, and I must have enjoyed 1,500 15, fire. I've done that. that. I've done it's that. It's great. Um, I, we, I used to always like to ride at um, uh, 
I think it was 4th of July and listened on the Harley, had an old Evo Ultra like I do now. And I would listen to MRN radio's coverage of the, the Daytona race, following that out there, riding around, watching the fireworks going off everywhere. It's like an experience. Riding at night is something I love doing about you, but. I like it, but I'm so wary of critters that I prefer to just ride in the daytime. Yeah, I understand. A lot of people do, and it's probably uh, highly advised to not ride at night. But, author, your experience in racing, there is no other time you're on a motorcycle that you're any more focused and in the present moment, I think, than racing motorcycles. But I really don't want to talk about that. I want to go to the electric motorcycles. I've seen them. I've announced some of your uh, pro racing uh, electric events at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca and a couple other places. What's it like to ride a motorcycle you can't hear going in a corner at 100 mile an hour, 150, and, and hearing the chirping of tires on pavement? Oh, yeah. The, um, without the drama of the gasoline engine, which is the peaks and valleys, the sound, the vibration, et cetera, makes the uh, contact patch of rubber on pavement easier to recognize and modulate. You can feel it breaks in your hand better. Uh, one thing, and I know a lot of folks I've spoken to really never expected this, nor did I, when you don't have that spinning mass, that gyroscope between your knees, the bike changes direction much easier. Interesting. And it's a quieter office, too, isn't it, up there in that helmet? It's quiet. It's just oh, yeah, you it can is. focus now, because of it. Uh, you, Laguna Seca, you announced that uh, World GP that I ran in. Yes, sir. There was one spot on that track uh, between turns four and five, I believe, go under a bridge where I could literally hear the announcer. I'm not sure if it was you or not. Had to I be. Could, I was the only I one could for hear that. hear the announcer while I am racing. I think I finished fourth in that event, and I kind of looked wow. forward to that little straightaway because it was just so novel to I me. I didn't say anything bad about you, did I? I try to always be I'll positive. I'll get back to you. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> well, uh, you've been a real pioneer, and I know you were, you were that was the FIM e-road racing series, but now you've really kind of taken this thing to a new level over the last uh, couple of years, and the e, uh, emotoracing.com is where you find out more if you're interested. I am. Maybe you will be too, but tell us about emoto racing. Tell us about your plans for it. What What is your goals here? Well, um, what's our next race is at New Jersey Motorsports Park on the New Jersey Peninsula in mid-July. And this is going to be probably our biggest race ever because we call it the Varsity Challenge. There are six universities that have put together prototype bikes, student-built electric race bikes, two from Canada and four from the United States. We're talking big-time schools, Virginia Tech, Penn State, University of Calgary, etc. And they are going to be pitted head-to-head -head, uh, racing each other for a scholarship. Now, this is going to be a subclass within the regular rate electric racing class so this is going to be quite an exciting event and the technology are they basing it on current production stuff and modifying it oh, or are no. they creating from scratch um, from scratch last year's winner and was the university of sherbrooke out of quebec they built their bike from the ground up including the chassis college students this wow. was impressive that is impressive now the other teams are using common sport bikes i think bmw donated a chassis to one of the colleges a lot of them used a, a used r6 and gut it and build their own uh, electrics and controls and batteries and so forth they design them and build them author that has to be pretty cutting edge technology that we're seeing in action out there because the different ideas flowing into electric motorcycling at present 
I'm sort of thankful that some of you are out there doing that. I have zero interest in it, no pun intended, <laughs> um, yet. But I can foresee when you could get on a bike and go to California and just charge the battery overnight, uh, halfway or something like I like to do, <clears throat> I'm going to probably be all over it. Um, and I know someday that technology is going to get to that place. Have you ridden an electric street bike? Um, briefly in a parking lot. I'm going to fix you up, and uh, right. then we'll talk again later. All right, I welcome that opportunity. The new one I'm picking up tomorrow will be a great one for you to try That's out. a new zero? Uh, this would be a victory. A victory. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, victory, so, of course, out of business, but they had this well, technology on the table and had already right, produced the bike. Polaris, and mm-hmm. the, through their Indian dealers, yeah. still services them and has some available. Cool. I, I, I'm anxious to try it. Um, I'll be back uh, from my Lima, Ohio ride next Monday and uh, night and i'll i'll maybe see you tuesday or oh, wednesday and get a chance terrific. to ride i'd love mm-hmm. to or we can meet out here before the show a little bit and take oh, a yeah. little spin that'd be great fun that's really cool tell me more about how people can find more information about what it is that you guys are doing the series name is e-moto racing we run with arma at 10 tracks around the country the best place to find us on the internet two good places facebook e-moto racing or emotoracing.com website um uh, are all the entries in it's too late right to uh to, i mean they're all in you you know who's going to be there and they're deep into the production i guess you mean for the varsity yes for challenge? the varsity challenge um we have six that have committed themselves there are one or two others that are working on bikes not sure they'll be ready there's always if ands and buts somebody scratches somebody shows up that's not anticipated but um it's gonna be pretty exciting what's it real interesting is Collegiate teams don't just show up with two mechanics and a rider. They show up with 15 or 20 college students. They pitch tents in the paddock, uh, wearing team shirts. Last year, when the University of Sherbrooke won the Varsity Challenge, their team, 20 Canadian college students, got up on the podium and sang, Oh, Canada. Wow. It was quite a show. Well, that's really awesome. Um, I would like to invite you to come back on the show periodically and keep us up to speed and keep us updated as our electrics expert because I think there are many, many people out there that have an interest in seeing this thing develop, seeing it happen, and want to know more. So will you come back and maybe next time we'll get you on for two segments in the show and we'll talk a little more about your superbike racing because one quick word on that from you. I've got about a minute maybe. I've always valued highly that you author Coetz, based right here in daytona beach built a motorcycle built it took a stock motorcycle turned it into a production racing super bike and went out head to head against the giants at the factories and you were highly competitive against them author and i think everybody knew you were there every time and you you won one didn't you uh 1975 i had good fortune at pocono Mm mm-hmm and always a factor, a lot of top 10 finishes. And the, the factory guys definitely knew when you were in the house. And on behalf of all of us in the Daytona Beach area, congrats on a stellar career as a super bike rider. And we encourage you to keep uh, twisting the throttle on these electric bikes and moving it forward. Thank you, Barry. Author Coetz, ladies and gentlemen. And you can find out more at emotoracing.com if you want to take a look at what he has got going on. See what I mean? 
We need two hours on this show. Okay, quick reminder. This portion of the show has been brought to you by Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. You need to go to one of our social medias at Talking Motorcycles or Barry Boone. Find them, any of them. Post a picture of you and your lovely motorcycle, no matter how ugly or new or whatever. Touring, sport touring, we don't care. Post a picture of the motorcycle. Hashtag Ride Dunlop. And somebody that does that between now and next Wednesday night at 7 p.m. when we go live at Racing's North Turn is going to win a new set of Dunlop motorcycle tires courtesy of Dunlop motorcycle tires and talking motorcycles hope you're having fun I sure am Tim McCormick's going to be with us in just a moment with the Harley Davidson Museum in Milwaukee Wisconsin can't wait don't go away Dunlop is the largest supplier of original equipment and replacement motorcycle tires in the U.S. and the only motorcycle tires made in America. With operations headquartered in Buffalo, New York, Dunlop has been making and selling high-quality tires in the U.S. since 1923. With an unparalleled championship record, Dunlop race tire technology transfers directly to the street. Dunlop, the only tire for your motorcycle made in America. When you're out on a ride and you decide, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee, the place to go is Sweet Marley's Coffee and Bakery at 214 South Beach Street in beautiful downtown Daytona. Owned and operated by local motorcyclists, all baked goods are made fresh daily, in-house, many from old family recipes. Hand-rolled, boiled, then baked bagels, made from scratch English muffins, fresh roasted organic coffees and teas. What more can you ask for? Sweet Marley's Coffee and Bakery when it's time for a cup. Visors are down, clutches are in, bikes are in gears, and we are getting ready to blast off into the final segment of the program. This portion of the show is brought to you by a brand new sponsor of the program. We would like to uh, welcome aboard TrueToyotaParts.com. And I'm not going to go into all the details right now. We're kind of going to roll this thing out over the next several shows. But if you drive a Toyota or have a family member that does... Uh, and you are uh, interested in replacing your own air filter, your own brake pads, doing any kind of maintenance or replacement parts if you need them, uh, you're going to find out over the next weeks, uh, months, and uh, throughout the end of the year that TrueToyotaParts.com, you're going to want to bookmark on your computer. You can also buy interior and exterior accessories for your Toyota, and they are the first non-motorcycling sponsor that we have had on this show, and I'm grateful to have them on board, and I think you too will benefit from TrueToyotaParts.com coming on board. Let's go right back to the show. Our third guest on the show, this portion brought to you by TrueToyotaParts.com, is with the uh, amazing, the beautiful Harley-Davidson Museum in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Tim McCormick. Welcome to Talking Motorcycles. How are you, Doing very well, sir. Uh, your phone sounds a little squirrely. I don't know if you are you in the building or out. I am out. Out. Okay, that's good right there. Don't move a muscle. We've all been there many times. Thank you for calling in. I, I was just can't believe all of the great events that you guys have going on uh, here in 2016 at the museum. I'm, I'm floored by it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, incredible, especially riding season is upon us. Uh, it, you know, up here, we have a little bit more limited riding season, uh, but summertime is a great time to visit the museum. We've got Bike nights going on every Thursday, uh, and we just actually opened up a new exhibit this past Friday 
the Race of Gentlemen. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that event over in, in uh, New Jersey. We are, and it's kind of spread nationwide in very yeah. in little facets here and there. And I understand that's through September 4th up at the museum. That's that's pretty pretty cool. The Race of Gentlemen is on fire right now for all the good all the right reasons. It's wholesome. It's yeah. healthy. It's awesome. Yes, yeah, and so we've we've got uh, actually a couple of vehicles that raced uh, in early June here, uh, made their way to Milwaukee right after the race. Uh, you can still see a little bit of sand in the tires from uh, the Jersey Shore, uh, so it's it's been terrific. Uh, like I said, just opened it up this past weekend, and we've been seeing a lot of great interest, a lot of foot traffic coming into the exhibit. It's going to take place over at the garage uh, located on the uh, HD Museum campus beginning, yeah. uh, you know, just started, just open. Uh, that's pretty cool. And I love seeing all the kind of restored and craftsmen built in their garages kind of stuff. I mean, to me, that's the yeah. elemental side of motorcycling that is I love. That, that These guys are, are getting back to the basics. You know, they're wrenching on it. They're, they're creating these masterpieces. Uh, not so that they can just be admired and looked at, you know, at, at your kind of traditional car show, but they want to rip these things down the ocean, down the ocean side, uh, and, and really makes for a great spect- spectacle. And we're just uh, enthusiastic. We're, we're so excited that it's here at the museum, but only through September 4th, like you said. Uh, so hopefully we can get a lot of people coming over to say, say hi during the summer here variety of things people can do at the museum you've got several options uh for tours i know you have the audio tour where you can actually hear uh, heroes writers uh experts from the past and present and a self-guided tour you've got behind the teen the uh, scenes tours uh the highlights tours the bikes brought some beer tour i mean to me it's it's what you've done is you've packaged the sport of motorcycling up into um really ways that people can absorb it, take it in and learn from it. Exactly. And, and, and it's not just for, uh, you know, Harley Davidson or motorcycle enthusiasts. Uh, most of our traffic comes from non-owners, non-riders, that kind of thing. So we, we really try to make sure that we broadened our reach and told a, a true, a great American story about what went on to be and, and now enjoys being the most iconic motorcycle brand in the world. Did the movie... Um, so yeah, like. Sorry, I interrupted you. Did the uh, no, not at all. Did the movie Tim um, Harley and the Davidsons? Could you see a difference after that movie hit? Oh, definitely a lot of a lot more. Uh, you know, clicks to the website, a lot more traffic coming through. A lot of people just just uh, stopping you on the street corner once you you know if they see you in black and orange and just asking uh, a, a little bit more about the story and and uh, how that was told on TV. The history, the storyline of the Harley Davidson Motor Company. Uh, and of course, not just street riding, but particularly on the racing side to me is amazing. And one thing you guys have done at the museum is you put together all the old motorcycles, the tank displays uh, for tank mm-hmm. emblems over the years. I mean, if you are a Harley Davidson enthusiast, it's a kind of a bucket list must do kind of deal to me. We we like to say that we are the motorcycle mecca and and I see it every day, you know, uh, people coming from all over the globe. Uh, to our corner of Milwaukee just to say hello, just to see uh, history unfold in front of their eyes as they walk through the campus. Uh, There is no motorcycle company in the history of the world with the type of uh, motorcycle history, I believe, that Harley-Davidson has, continuous operations since 1903, building Harley-Davidson motorcycles. And and to me, they're a great American success story whose history should be celebrated. And the museum's a perfect spot, plus the industrial kind of feel of the place. The building design is just, it's fabulous. I, it, at, 
I was just looking at the calendar and kind of surprised myself seeing that we're less than two weeks away from the 4th of July. And, and to your point there, to, where could you think of a better place uh, uh, to celebrate freedom as, as we, we come together as a country to remember our independence? So it, it really is uh, a, a true American story. Like you said, if you're into design, the tank wall has tremendous examples of the artistry throughout the years. Uh, design, just general design, uh, obviously hundreds of examples throughout the museum uh, that'll catch your eye. My it's, favorite. It's, it's my a favorite. terrific place to report to work. Yeah, I can't imagine. they. That's that old adage, if you find something you love to do, you'll never work a day in your life is what you've got going on. <laughs> Very true. <clears throat> my favorite tank emblem of all times really is the, I think it was in the mid-90s when I noticed it, but I think they called it the Comet, um, where it was kind of a ball of fire streaking across the sky, found typically on uh, service uh, electroglides and others. Right, right, right. And, 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 Everybody has their favorite. It's always interesting to see what, what they gravitate towards when, when they're walking by that tank wall. It just gives you a little bit of insight into, into their, their favorites. Well, no doubt history roars to life at the Harley-Davidson Museum, and it's the best of American design and culture to me, and seasoned with, as you said, freedom and rebellion, which we all kind of as motorcyclists, I think, experience and feel in our hearts. It's a a God-given innate thing to be free, and I also appreciate the fact that we wouldn't be free and proud Americans without the U.S. military, and hats off to you guys at the museum and the Harley-Davidson Motor Company for the tremendous uh, support you give the military. Love it. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, we do too. We do too. Thanks for the kind words. Now let's figure out a way to get you up to Milwaukee and, and uh, bring the show on the road. Well, Tim, you know what's going to happen. I promised you it would. And um, we're, we're looking at it now. I'd like to do it this summer. Uh, and I'd like to do three museum tours, uh, shows at each of the museums, and make the uh, crescendo of that the museum. I want to do the steel uh, shoe tour, a steel toe tour, I believe you call it, where you get to go through the, the old plant right there that, where you make power plants. Right, where the engines are made to this day, right. Yeah, the Steel Toe Tour. We, we'll hook you up with a couple extras, something special for you, Barry. Well, we don't want anything special. We just want to come and, and be a part of the fun and enjoy it. And I highly recommend that everybody to make time to go to Milwaukee and visit the museum. And uh, HarleyDavidson.com Museum or HD Museum will get you to the website. And, Tim, thanks for taking a few minutes and, and joining us. I wish we had longer, but we're going to get you back, I'd like to say, monthly uh, or so throughout the ne- this summer and let you keep us up to speed on what's happening that sounds terrific thanks for the invite barry hey is bike night tonight that'll take place tomorrow night and in fact that is our military appreciation bike night so we do have some special offers for anybody bringing their military id with them very cool love it love it love it thanks tim mccormick appreciate you being on best of luck at the harley museum Thanks so very much, Barry. Oh, man. Time's about up. I can't believe it. Hey, the new Dunlop Road Smart 3 is born. Performance Touring is born. Check it out at DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. You're not going to believe how your sport touring bike or naked sport bike will handle. It's it's a game changer. Initial turn-in is easy. Mid-corner corrections are super easy. I truly love the feel of the Road Smart 3s on the Honda NC700X and on everything else we put them on, including the Honda ST1300. Hey, check out our social media Put that picture up. Next week, come see us at Racing's North Turn. We're going to be there. This portion of the show brought to you by TrueToyotaParts.com. I want to say a special shout-out and offer safe riding home to Letitia Klein. Appreciate her joining us. Really thank uh, Author Coetz for taking time to come to the studio and be with us. I'd like to thank our producer, Dr. 
Phil Kincaid for all that he for the show. He rocks, no question. Tim McCormick with the Harley Davidson Museum. And you haven't heard from her, but Shelly Rossmeyer has been here all night, all day long uh, for the show in the one hour show. And um, love having her here. And we're going to get more and more time with Shelly on the show as we go. Hit us up on social media. What do you like? What do you don't? What do you want to see of? Ride hard, ride safe. Have fun, everyone. We'll see you next Wednesday at Racing's North Turn at 7 p.m. Right here on WNDB. Thank you. Bye.